1: good Thursday to you and welcome inside the wkvL studios of Rocky top sports I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Thursday edition of the grind as we move through the week Friday Eve is upon us I'm uh, just really excited to be here and what that can look like from a uh, from a get ready for the weekend kind of standpoint because again a lot of stuff going on through the week uh, but as college football has kicked in it is all push To the weekend, Tennessee has the uh, has the Missouri Tigers coming to town as they open up Neyland Stadium with a reduced capacity, but nonetheless uh, fans in the stands a little bit. So excited to to see that on TV, and of course, hopefully excited to uh, to get get that underway. But uh, you you know, talking a little bit uh, about the 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 rest of the scoring world, uh, a lot of things going on right now. NBA Finals are on the docket. MLB playoffs are, are on, on point. Uh, NFL will have a game tonight. Uh, college football does not have a game tonight, uh, but there's NFL news to talk about, so that's where the hour will be spent. Uh, but let's start with the, uh, with the NBA playoffs, or the NBA finals, I'm sorry. Heat and Lakers. Again, LeBron's former team, former coach, and his current digs. In the Los Angeles Lakers' first time being in the finals since 2010, and uh, and and a a renewed sense of urgency uh, from one of the more storied franchises in in the NBA. Uh, the Lakers 52 and 19 in the regular season. Uh, Miami Heat come in at 44 and 29, but really peaking at the right moment. Uh, Miami battles early and early on in the game. Really, I think there was a, at one point they were up a dozen, maybe 14 points. And uh, and I'm like, uh-oh, because I said yesterday, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you if you saw the Heat uh, take Game One, because the Lakers just haven't haven't necessarily had the greatest of luck in Game One. They just make really good adjustments moving forward. Uh, but the Lakers did at the end of one ended up outscoring the Heat 31 to 28, and then really really kind of gapped this thing. Uh, Outscoring the Heat by 14 in the second quarter to take a uh, to take a 16 point lead to the half, and then came out in the second half, outscored them by nine in the third. And I'm like, they're going to run them out of the gym, but it didn't happen. Uh, They Lakers kind of put it on cruise control in the fourth quarter. The the Heat kind of closed the gap a little bit, uh, make it maybe a little bit more respectable. Uh, 116.98 was the final. Lakers with the victory, Uh, and, and and LeBron James, Anthony Davis uh, say happy with a win, but job not done. And LeBron even goes as far as saying uh, the way we finished is not acceptable. Uh, the Heat did uh, kind of incur some some uh, injuries during the game. Adebayo uh, kind of had to leave with an injury. Uh, I thought there was just several several moments in the game that, that where the Heat could have seized some opportunity uh, that the, uh, that the Lakers just were able to close that door. And uh, you, you know that's what uh, I, I see from the Lakers. I see a hungry Lakers team. And, and you know, in, in recent history, or at least you know, anybody that's been watching NBA basketball for, I don't know, maybe maybe since 2010, their last appearance. Uh, that's not going to surprise you. Uh, but if you're you're a person that that likes to know the history of sports and who are the who are the perennial powers and who have the the most this, the most championships, the legacy of winning. The Lakers are going to be at the top of that list. Uh, Lakers, Celtics, uh, you, those are going to be ones that you that you mention in that conversation early and often. Uh, guys, you know, guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, guys like that are going to their names are going to come up, and those are names that are synonymous uh, with great basketball and synonymous with the Lakers. So, um, one sixteen to ninety eight, uh, game number two. Uh, will be upcoming. I, you know, it's all about the Atabio injury. You know, if 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 he is in, is he if he is effectively out of this series, then I think this thing could be quick, just because uh, he's been a great uh, outlet guy for Jimmy Butler. He's been a great addition uh, to the to the outcome that was. But Jimmy Butler, of course, led the the heat in scoring. 23 points two rebounds five assists uh anthony davis led the way for the lakers 34 points nine rebounds five assists uh led the lakers in a lot of different categories LeBron james really uh took the uh took the side roll and 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 had about you know had a double double but uh really just pushed it to anthony davis uh to make the difference and in a lot of ways uh he very much he, he very much did that but uh I think if you look at it, and you look at the NBA, and you look at the final scenario, uh, I would be I would be lying to you if I said this was the most watched NBA Finals, or if this was any of the 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 deal that that it is. But I'll say this: it's it's an interesting on court display. What happens outside and, and really some views and opinions are or are uh, what separates this. But, uh, y- you know, I think on court this is a fun series to watch. I checked in on it early and often. And uh, and, and like I said, I like the basketball that I saw. So uh, that's kind of where I'm going to hold to. But the Lakers um, made a pretty loud statement, I think, with their 116-98 to win over the Heat. Uh, LeBron James had 25 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. And, again, Anthony Davis led led all scores with 34, 9, and 5. Uh, three-pointers were, were falling for the Lakers. Uh, they, they cl- again, like I said, climbed out of an early double-digit deficit uh, into a 32-point lead at one point. Uh, All-star Bam Adebayo uh, left in the third quarter with a shoulder strain. Garan Drogic uh, suffered a left foot injury before half. Uh, And then Jimmy Butler or Jimmy Buckets uh, rolled his left ankle in the second quarter, but remained in the game. So I I think it's all about how those three guys rebound and recoup, uh, and how they move uh, into game number two. Uh, Game number two should be, I would think, Friday night. Let me see, check check the schedule. Yeah, no game tonight. Friday, uh, a nine p.m. start. Oh, they're killing me. They're killing me. That and 6 a.m. is killing me. But uh, 9 p.m. tip, uh, Miami at the Lakers, also in Florida. (laughs) Uh, Game number two. Uh, Game number three will be Sunday. So uh, between now and Monday, uh, there will be two finals games to be able to talk about. And then uh, Tuesday would be a, a game four, possibly uh, if this thing keeps, if those injuries pile up, could be a deciding game four. But uh, you, you know, NBA is such that it just you, you kind of got to watch in awe because uh, it's one of those that you, you you really I love the athleticism. I hate the lack of defense, but I love the athleticism. So it's kind of a it's like a train wreck. You don't want to look, but you have to look. Um, and and what I'm seeing is is Anthony Davis and LeBron. They're hungry for a championship. Uh, LeBron's been in this place a lot, uh, when he went to Miami the first time or when he went to Miami, the only time really, uh, after his first exit of Cleveland, oh. man, I'm gonna have to talk to Jude Ellison, see, see what he keep does to stay awake. But, um, uh, when he left Cleveland the first time, uh, LeBron James really, um, uh, he had a hunger about him that that you knew. It wasn't if he was going to win a championship, it was when. Uh, it was going to win one or die trying kind of situation. And so uh, he went out there, uh, they made an appearance, then they finally got over the hump and did it, did it twice down there in Miami. Well, then he comes back to Cleveland after he knows how to win one, knows how to get there. And that hunger kicks back in. There's this. There's this, if we don't play perfect, I'm not happy scenario. There's this, we've got to work harder. We've got to do more. We've got to do this, da-da-da-da-da. And that's where he's at now. He gets there with Cleveland. They don't don't keep pieces around him, so he leaves again, goes to the Lakers, and the hunger kicks in again. They make the trade for Anthony Davis. He understands the dynamic that he has there, and he really, really – just builds a uh, builds a monster uh, when it comes to what what the Lakers can do uh, when things are working out for them they have a ton of pieces uh, have a ton of of athleticism that they can share and and quite frankly uh, they're just really fun to watch but uh, the Lakers lead the series with the Miami Heat 1 to nothing after a a 116 to 98 win over the Miami Heat so uh, that's where basketball is right now. Two teams remain. The Eastern Conference champs, Miami Heat, fall in game number one to the Western Conference champs, the Los Angeles Lakers. So uh, we'll take that and move to Friday as game two will be on the docket again, 9 p.m. tip on ABC, and uh, and we'll see how that one shakes out. If the Lakers uh, continue to pour it on or if the, the Heat rise up and bring the Heat uh to to disney world so uh we'll uh, we'll watch and listen and then of course talk about it on monday morning but hey let's take our first break of the day listen to these great sponsors when we come back we're gonna go major league baseball yesterday uh was the second day of the postseason first day for national league teams and the reds and the braves put on a dandy a 13 inning one run game one that uh Took forever, but the Braves ground it out. But we'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it.
0: Your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
2: with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610 and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time.
3: or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the Legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blunt County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Have you heard about
1: or seen the Grands' brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the grind podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop. For everything the grind, check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
2: 865- 389 7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense.
0: Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865 983 4310. Now, back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition. Uh, as we we said, we're going to move to baseball now. Uh, Wednesday, uh, the games really shook out kind of like this. The Braves and the Reds. Uh, we had yesterday the longest nine-inning game in, in Major League history, and then we had uh, the longest game period uh, in this postseason, in the 2020 season. As the uh, Braves and the Reds uh, push the uh, push the envelope out to the thirteenth inning, uh, really get the uh, the juices flowing, if you will. Uh, the Reds uh, push the the Braves, the the higher seated Braves, uh, to the thirteenth inning, but uh, nonetheless the Braves get the best of the Reds, uh, one to nothing. Uh, the 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 interesting thing about this is Freddie Freeman again singles home uh, the winning run in thirteenth inning which is kind of fitting for the Braves and and really Freddie Freeman being the kind of leader in the clubhouse. But the Reds nearly doubled the Braves in hits. They had runners on base all evening, all day, and just unable to bring them home. I remember in, like, I think the 11th, I'm following it on my phone, uh, I'm like, there's a guy on third, one out, double play. That's what I'm assuming because it was like he was there and then he was gone. Uh, but I don't know how you recover from something like this. Again, the Braves, they're the upper hand. If they lose the game the first game there yesterday, they can regroup because the tools are a little heavier in their tool pouch, just quite frankly. But this is a devastating blow for the Reds. If you go 13 and you lose, what you've exhausted, it's hard to get back. And they're going to have to hit the field again today uh, at noon to try to push this thing uh, to a game three. Uh, I think it's going to be tough on the Reds. I think, you know, you kind of have a little risk-reward when you go extra innings. If you win, then you can ride the momentum. If you lose, uh, you've got to go without that gas in the tank the next day. So uh, Braves nonetheless hold the 1-0 lead in the wild card, National League wildcard series, one to nothing over the Reds and uh, in fitting fashion that's how they won game number 1 uh, over the reds the astros uh, go ahead and knock down the twins 3 to 1 and that sweeps the the wild card series best out of 3 series to be had carlos correa hit a two out tie breaking home run in the 7th inning uh, for the astros to really knock this thing loose uh, astros sweep ten, sweep as the twins drop their 18th straight series in the playoffs Uh, not not a good look for that franchise but nonetheless uh, the the fighting Houston Astros trash cans whatever you want to call them uh, they are on to the divisional round of the the postseason the Marlins beat the Cubs yesterday to take a 1-0 series lead uh, over the Cubbies Uh, Dickerson's homer as the as Marlins beat the Cubs 5-1 in a playoff opening uh, opener he hit a three-run homer off of a uh, Kyle Hendricks, uh, who had kind of been fading in the inning, uh, but was trying to get out of that inning, uh, and nonetheless that blew that one open, and was eventually uh, the the deciding hit in the in the ball game because Cubs only had one run on four hits. But the Marlins lead the series one to nothing. They will take it again and see if the Cubs can level the series, or if the Marlins will send the boys from Wrigley back home. So. Uh, it will be at Wrigley Field, so they won't have far to go should the Marlins finish the deal. Uh, the White Sox and the Athletics. Uh, athletics take the win 5-3 to three to even that American League series up at one game apiece, so a deciding game three will be had uh, today. A's hold off a of Bray White Sox get the 5-3, uh, or force White Sox 5-3, force a series game three. Marcus Seaman. And Chris Davis homered off of the Oakland Athletics, uh, but uh, but they ultimately uh, hold off the White Sox to level this series five games to three. Um, the loss goes to Dallas Keuchel. That's a rough one for him. Uh, again, just a couple years ago, an, an ace to the utmost. Still a really good picture pitcher, uh, but kind of of the last few seasons, a journeyman uh, to say the least. The Tampa Bay Rays sweep the Blue Jays, knock those guys out of the playoffs. Uh, uh, an American League East team knocks an American League East team out of the playoffs. 8-2 eight, eight to two was the final. Uh, Renfro slams. Uh, Renfro slam helps uh, Rays sweep a young Blue Jays team in the first round. Uh, Hunter Renfro hit a grand slam, and the top-seeded Tampa Bay Rays will move on to the divisional round. Uh, really, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're on a collision course with the Yankees. That's what the divisional round would look like. Uh and 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 that's where the the American League's going to be decided. Uh I hate to tell anyone, but that's the those are the two best teams in the American League and uh and we'll see how that shakes out. But the the Cardinals knocked down the Padres 7 to 4 to take a 1-0 series lead. Goldschmidt and the Cardinals uh win a 7 to 4 decision as the Padres made the return to the playoffs and it was not necessarily as memorable. Uh, Goldschmidt hit a two-run homer uh, during a four-run first inning, and the St. Louis bullpen takes care of the rest. Seven to four is the final, and the Cardinals hold a 1-0 series lead with an opportunity to finish today. The Yankees' 10-9 to victory over the Indians was listed as the longest nine-inning game ever. Two rain delays, uh, a combination of I, I think there was – I want to say there was 21 walks in the game. It was it was a amazing. I don't know if it was an extremely tight strike zone or if it was a, uh, a an extremely loose night for a couple pitchers, but or a handful actually, as they they bring relievers in, it didn't really change much. Uh, but DJ Lemayhew uh, had a tie breaking single in the ninth that really held off, uh, you know, Cl- Cleveland's closer Brad Hand. Uh, and sent this one uh, by way of the Yankees. Uh, Yankees win the series two games to none uh, with a 10-9 to, 9, uh, 10 to 9 victory over the Cleveland Indians. Aaron Boone uh, says postgame, 47 years old and the most exciting of a game I've ever been a part of. Uh, the back and forth, the, the, the kind of nail-biting moments every single inning because you didn't know what the next dropping hat was going to look like. Uh, said it was a very interesting game, and I hope at a at a full health Yankees team, uh, it is a wake up call that you can't always just slam uh, your way to some victories. But the Yankees will move on nonetheless. They will wait to see the Rays, and uh, and they will move on uh, to see what that looks like. Looks like they're looking to try to close all the the wild card stuff this weekend. The weird thing is, and I don't know if you caught it as we were as we were exiting. Uh, or as we were coming on, the, the Sports Map Radio Network was exiting. Uh, they said, There is actually an opportunity uh, for us to have baseball all through the week and none on Saturday and Sunday. First time that uh, in recent history, let's just say, uh, that uh, Major League Baseball takes weekends off. <laughs> the, the time when everybody is available to watch is when you're not playing it. I'm not sure that's a smart move, but a move. Nonetheless, but uh, a lot of the games here from now on will be as necessary because literally, uh, literally looking at the slate of games today, uh, the only American League series left to be to be decided um, is the the White Sox Athletics, and that'll be decided today. Uh, and then I'm trying to see, yeah, that that's really, I mean, that's really it. It'll get down uh, to to uh, those series there and then Friday uh it's a bunch of as necessary games there could be a lot of national league games uh figured out uh of course the Marlins if they win today the 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 game friday would not be necessary same for the the Bravos if they win over the Reds today no game friday um uh, the the Dodgers lead this Brewers series 1 to nothing if they win today that one's not needed and then if the Cardinals win uh, there will not be needed. So if all that happens today, uh, there will be no baseball Friday, no baseball Saturday or Sunday, and everybody will regroup to start the divisional round uh, on Monday. The only one that is uh, is locked in at this point is Yankees Rays. It will be on TBS with a time to be determined. Uh, so we'll, uh, you know, who knows where that will be, but uh, nonetheless it will be um, – it will be one to watch, one to keep up with, and uh, and see what happens. But I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by this postseason because, again, you've got teams, a couple of them's already kind of bowed out. Uh, you, you've seen the, the, the twins kind of check out. We'll see what happens with the, the White Sox and the Athletics. I think both of those teams are one that you uh, you wouldn't expect to get to the divisional round, but with them playing each other, they each got a chance because the other team doesn't have a ton of history either. So, uh, I'm interested in that series. Who who goes on to play who uh, from that from that matchup, uh, and then really how they uh, how they shake out and how they battle. The winner of the Rays and Yankees series, which really it's it's going to be a hard one to call because. Uh, the Rays are great. Have had a really great season, forty and twenty in the regular season. Yankees, thirty-three and twenty-seven, and quite frankly, the second best team in the American League. There's a seven-game gap in number one and number two in my book. So, I, what does that say? I don't, I don't know. You just have to have to kind of watch and see. But uh, I will say the asterisk to the whole deal is Yankees are now healthy uh, for a lot of that regular season. They were playing limited with no Aaron Judge, no Giancarlo Stanton. Um, you know, a lot of the little little week about misses that in a, in a normal season wouldn't impact you uh, was about 10, 15% of your games. So um, again, you, you gotta watch where the Yankees are now, not where they were for the entire 60 game push. But you know what, that's baseball and that's where we're at, but uh, potentially locking down the wild card series today and pushing a three game break. For these baseball players, as they've uh, they've pushed a 60-game schedule and a uh, and a wild card round into about 75 days, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see what they do today, and of course talk about it in the morning. But right now, we're going to take our second break of the day. Listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk NFL uh, for the next segment, as we've got uh, Steelers Titans game postponed because of COVID. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how the NFL says, coaches, if you don't wear a mask, we may fine you, we may ban you, and there may be more discipline coming. NFL trying to lay the law down, Barney 5101. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back.
2: with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 730 a.m and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every big orange Saturday in the fall. So check out The Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into to action call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com MIG is an equal housing lender have you heard about or seen the grinds brand new user-friendly website if the answer is no I think you're kind of missing out our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook Twitter Instagram and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say I don't like social media But I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the grind podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
0: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of the Grind. As we look to NFL tonight's game, the only game on the docket is the Jets and the Broncos. Uh, again, I have some vested interest as I am a Broncos fan. I know Carson Crouch, also a Broncos fan, but in reality, <laughs> not the best Thursday game. Uh, on the docket i like it because i can go ahead and get my frustration out of the way if i need to this week and uh and just go about my business but uh broncos 0 and three jets 0 and three uh the game will be at MetLife, so even if the broncos are successful it will not be because of home field advantage uh but if you look at it i, I think it's one that uh the the broncos have an upper hand i mean I- i'll tell you if there's anybody that's that's maybe squandered away more than the the Broncos. It may be the Jets. Sam Darnold, uh, three games, three touchdowns. All he's been able to muster, 562 yards. Uh, a guy at Mississippi State had more yards in one game uh, than Sam Darnold's thrown the whole year. Melvin Gordon, uh, again, new addition to Denver this season, uh, has had 174 yards in three games, one touchdown. Noah Fant, uh, the leading receiver at the tight end position, uh 184 yards two touchdowns kind of the story of the tape uh moving into thursday night's game but uh i i like the the broncos i think there's a lot of pieces to be to be excited about the problem is is there's nothing to be excited about right now uh and and what i mean by that is is the broncos are, are really damaged they're really hurt and then quite frankly they're not really well led uh to get out of this hole so uh 0-3 0-3 Broncos, 0-3 Jets. I'm going to go with the Broncos tonight. Uh, that's a heartfelt pick. There's no data to, to really drive that other than, um, you know, nobody lets you down like the New York Jets. Um, that's that's kind of what I'm riding with. I'm hoping that they let everybody else that are not Broncos fans down. So uh, give me the Broncos to, to snap a losing streak. Uh, give me the Broncos to kind of step it up. But uh, I will say uh, the Broncos announced their starter uh, the other day, and I'm like, "Who?" I'm trying to look up. Uh, yeah, Matt, R- Mark Rippin. Uh, they're they're gonna or Brett, his nephew, Brett Rippin. You remember Mark Rippin? Uh, he he's a former quarterback. Uh, <laughs> basically, he said he, he's he's saying things that I don't know a starter in the NFL needs to hear. I would like to think uh, that it's a little bit better than that, but. Nonetheless, um, nonetheless, give me give me the Broncos over the Jets. Uh, They got to get a win here because then they go to the Patriots. Then they have another opportunity for a win against the Dolphins, then the Chiefs, and then the Falcons, which I feel really good about right now, uh, as they seem to let ever they play you really close, but normally let you win. But then it gets really tough from there. As uh, honestly, if you can't get on track at some level. Uh, That may be the only two other opportunities I see for a win. Jets, Dolphins, Falcons. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to be tough. Chargers, tough. Saints, tough. Chiefs, again, tough. Uh, Panthers, that's a toss-up according to what they look like at that time of the year. The Bills, uh, they're playing some really good football right now. And then Chargers, Raiders, again, to finish the regular season. So, to me, uh, the Broncos are in a tough spot. they got to win tonight to even get off the mat. And then uh, from there, you you know – uh, it's going to be tough sledding from here on out. But really, the the, the couple storylines heading into the weekend for the NFL is uh, the Steelers-Titans game to be postponed because of some positive testing at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Sunday's game has been postponed to either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, the NFL said in a statement Wednesday that a new game date and time will be announced as soon as possible, adding that the postponement will allow additional time for further daily testing uh, to ensure the health and safety of the players, coaches, game day personnel that have been in, impacted or contacted uh, by those positive tests. The following, uh, the, the postponement positive test uh, of, of four players, uh, nose tackle Daquan Jones, linebacker Kamale Correa, uh, long snapper Bo Brinkley, and practice squad tied in Tommy Hudson and five team personnel members this week. Um, Titans coach Mike Vrabel said Wednesday that some of the players who tested positive were experiencing flu-like symptoms. He said, I know there are going to be a lot of questions about the game and about the, who's to blame and when it started, where it started. Nobody's to blame. We're in a pandemic. That's what Vrabel said. He said, this is a very unfortunate situation, but one that we're confident that we'll be able to handle safely with, with the football team and the players' best interest in mind. Uh, Correa was placed on the team's reserved COVID-19 list on Wednesday. Uh, Jadavian Clowney and Harold Landry are the primary edge rushers. Correa has played only 38 snaps on defense and 23 snaps on special teams this season. Vic Beasley, who was activated and in the lineup last week, also was cutting into the reps of Correa, uh, who played just nine snaps versus the Vikings a week ago. Vrabel said he expects the Titans to get an opportunity to practice before they face the Steelers. He said, "We'll be ready and we'll be focused." Uh, he said, "This is the way. This is the way we have to function and operate." Uh, quarterback Ryan Tannehill echoed Vrabel's approach, but said they are going to rely heavily on film study, including uh, in meetings with his wide receivers. Vrabel said they held a team meeting virtually Wednesday morning, and he showed the Titans video of the Steelers players had meetings with their position coaches all through video conference calls he said it's not ideal but we have to find a way Tannehill said we have to be able to overcome adversity it's just a different type of adversity Uh, we've done it throughout the season so far and a few weeks in and showed our mental strength that we can find a way to win games and this is just another challenge in that road Steelers coach Mike Tomlin said they are preparing for the game to be played Monday. He said, we live one week at a time and we've got an undefeated team that we're scheduled to face at the end of the week. Uh, He said, and so that's kind of been our focus as we prepare today. It's been a normal Wednesday for us. Some of the other hypotheticals we choose not to participate in because we're trying to be singularly, professionally focused in an effort to put our best foot forward when we step in the stadium against the Titans. The Titans have closed their team facilities until Saturday, though Vrabel said in it the NFL gave approval for players who are in need of treatment to be in the building with athletic trainers. Uh, Titans safety Kevin Baird uh, said more positives remain a possibility with the coronavirus sometimes showing up days after exposure, but in the meantime, it's up to the individual players being professionals. And finding a way to make up for mispractices. If it's getting on a peloton bike, you're going around your neighborhood, jogging around, making sure you continue to try to get your blood going, get your blood flowing, do a little conditioning on your own. He said you just got to make sure you uh, you keep active and don't get you know you're not getting too super tight as he calls it. The Minnesota Vikings, who played the Titans on Sunday, had no positive results in their latest round of coronavirus testing. An NFL spokesperson told. Dan Graziano uh, an ESPN reporter after closing their facilities Tuesday the Vikings were planning to reopen Thursday Uh, players and coaches uh, were set for virtual meetings Wednesday in lieu of practice uh, for their scheduled game on Sunday at Houston Uh, Vikings head athletic trainer Eric Sugarman said there will be very enhanced protocols in place as they know they have uh, some players that have been exposed uh, Texans coach Bill O'Brien said Wednesday that his team was told by the league to expect to play, adding that the team had its own scare with two false positives before playing the Steelers last Sunday. So, I, here's the thing: this is the NFL. This is sports we're dealing with. Like, is the Titans are just the first big, uh, big ripple in this pond that we're trying to make 2020. There's gonna be sludge. There's gonna be ways we've got to get around certain things or get through certain things. I don't. I don't think "around" is probably the best term, but uh, the NFL's got to straighten it up. They've they've got to figure out what's gonna work, what's not, uh, how we're gonna test, how we're not, what what postponement are in place. But I think that's the good thing about the NFL uh, this side of like the NBA or even Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball, you play like five out of seven games or five out of seven days anyway. NFL plays one out of seven so if you if you uh, you know if you can get you one of those Jimmy Johnson doctors and I'm making fun of the NASCAR driver that had it one day and was cleared like two days later but to me that's why you have seven days in between games. you could postpone you could move a bye week you could do a lot of things in the NFL or in football that you couldn't do. Within the friendly confines of the NBA or Major League Baseball, so um, I think scooting it out's a good idea. And, and the thing is, is and it's the way I've said it from the the onset. I mean, probably the first week of April, uh, I made this comment. You'll never know if you if you overdo it, but you'll know real quick if you under prepare for safety against coronavirus. So um, you you just kind of got to roll the ebbs and flows. Like I said, you know, Minnesota. Had kind of discussed that uh, they they also are, have had some ripple effect from coronavirus, so I think it's the day in which we live. Uh, we've got to be be ultra cautious and hopelessly optimistic, honestly. So uh, I think that's where most of these teams sit, and that's what the the shakeup looks like. But tonight uh, matchup, uh, the one that's on the docket tonight, of course, Steelers Titans will scoot out, uh, but uh, the the one on the docket tonight will be Denver. Uh, and the Jets. Denver at the Jets, that is. Uh, NFL issues the strong warning to coaches. Uh, that's a, that's another headline to watch right here. It says, Who won't wear mask on the sideline? The NFL issued another strong warning to coaches who won't wear masks, uh, threatening suspension and forfeiture of draft picks as punishment for failing to comply with COVID-19 game day protocol. The strong-worded memo sent to coaches, general managers, and team executives by the NFL Executive Vice President Troy Vincent included a passage in the message that said, the NFL will address lack of compliance with accountability measures that may include suspension and or forfeiture of draft picks. It marks the second time this month the NFL has warned coaches to comply and, uh, and the league has already fined four head coaches this season. John Gruden of the Raiders, New Orleans Saints Sean Payton, Denver's Vic Fangio, and the Rams' Sean McVay for not wearing masks on the sideline during a game. Both, both our own and independent medical advisors have emphasized the need to remain vigilant and dis- disciplined in following the processes and protocols put in place by the NFLPA, as well as state and local government. He said, we are only through week three of the season. If we are able to play a full and uninterrupted season, we all must remain committed to our efforts to mitigate the risk and transmission of the virus. Inconsistent adherence to health and safety protocols will put the 2020 season at risk. During Monday night's game against Kansas City, Ravens coach Jim Harbaugh was seen with his mask covering, uh, covering lowered while arguing with line judge Mark, Steinkernner, Steinkirchner, that's a name and a half right there, about tri- a tripping penalty on Nick Brohl, He said, I know we really try our best, Harbaugh said. I, I compare with what uh, we do here with the mask and all the protocols with anybody, just not in the National Football League, but anywhere in the world. Uh, we have been for all three games really good on the sideline. I don't think there's anybody uh, better than us, me or our staff, from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Uh, to think in a three-hour heated competitive environment, especially when you're yelling that your mask isn't going to fall down for five to ten seconds, I think that's uh, uh, that's a pretty hard line to hold, is what he's saying. Uh, but that's what the the NFL's saying, and and is that heavy-handed? I mean, isn't all uh, governing bodies somewhat heavy-handed? Uh, I, I think they're saying this is this is the path we want to go down, and we need to go down it. Uh, very, very cautiously, and uh, and at this point, uh, they're going to hold people accountable for those who aren't. But the NFL is uh, is trying to make it, and again, through three weeks, uh, one now case of a postponement or a, uh, a, a delaying or or potential uh, change to that that schedule as the Steelers and the Titans are now impacted after some positive tests in Nashville, but. Again, the story tonight is not about the weekend. It's about Denver, and it's about the Jets. 0-3 teams locking horns on a Thursday night. Give me those Broncos. Let them dig me out of a hole. And if they don't care, they could throw it to Cortland Sutton. But, hey, let's take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we'll talk about what's on the docket tonight for Rivalry Thursday, as well as look ahead to what the weekend could hold in the prep Side of things. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
0: Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender.
2: Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Choir with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Choir 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Choir appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and we'll work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Choir with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
1: Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown
3: Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blunt County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. We don't
0: always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
1: And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Thursday edition of The Grind. As we as we move to the Thursday, the Friday Eve Thursday night game, uh, Hardin Valley at Bearden uh, will be the rivalry Thursday game. Again, you can check that out on local listings. Uh, 7 p.m. start time, Hardin Valley 0-6 heads to Bearden 0-5. I, uh, I will go ahead and put it out there, uh, give me Bearden, uh, in this matchup, because Bearden is a battle-tested 0-5 team, you talk about a team. I don't know that many people have seen uh, a tougher schedule. Now, granted, they did not have to play Knox West, uh, as that was a COVID loss for Bearden uh, because of their their outbreak. They delayed the start of their season, but they were able to pick up uh, on game or week three, game number two, Dobbins Bennett at Dobbins Bennett. They they suffered a 40-7 loss. Uh, they came back and really battled with a really good Bradley Central team at Bradley Central, uh, lost by 15. Uh, uh came to their place, opened up uh, Bearden High School for the first home game for the Bulldogs. Uh, a loss, 28 to nothing, but that is not the tale of the tape. As uh, as Maryville, uh they they had a good game plan for the Rebels early on, and just um, just quite frankly, um, just. Uh, just ran out of gas as Maryville continued to roll bodies in there. Uh, and then McMinn County got had their way uh, with Bearden last week, so I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be a little bit more hungry. I think it's at their place, and and I'm going to go I'm going to go with Bearden easy uh, in this matchup. Uh, I like the way the Bulldogs are, are are you know how tough they play. I just think they need some more horses in some pretty special positions. Uh, but Hardin Valley, they're 0 6 coming into tonight. Uh, they they have literally been shut out a couple times this season. Oak Ridge to open the season 40 to nothing win. Then they got beat by Cleveland 38-12. Uh, Science Hill doubled them up 48-21. Uh, Knox Central 53-21. Dobbins Bennett 46-7, and Knox West 55 to nothing. Harden Valley's the Hawks are soaring a little low right now here in 2020 their seventh game of the season looking for that first win and quite frankly I think they're going to have to hold off about two more weeks uh, as they uh, they go to Bearden tonight I think the Bulldogs are are the better team I think they're the more battle-tested team even though Hardin Valley doesn't have an easy slate of games right here they've played a lot of really good teams probably they're uh, I mean it's bad when your weakest opponent on this schedule in my my opinion is probably Oak Ridge so uh, I think that tells you where both these teams have been early here in 2020. But uh, Hardin Valley, uh, this is their last game before their bye week. And then they'll, uh, they'll have Jefferson County October the 16th. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, you got to win them. You got to you got to show up when you need to if you're Bearden. And uh, I think uh, you, you know they're they're uh, Carlovato, their quarterback. Uh, he's enough to win some games for them. And it may may start tonight. I think I'm going to go with Bearden over Hardin Valley uh, here tonight. But there's a there's a nice slate of games uh, for this week. But uh, if you look um, on uh, on Thursday, uh, looks like um, I'm making sure this is right. Alcoa. In uh, Northview Academy, it looks like they're playing tonight. Uh, uh, I thought that was a tomorrow game. Bradley Central Cleveland uh, will play tonight, 730. Uh, and then that looks like that is the, the local games to be had. But uh, um, that is uh, – if you want to watch Alcoa, uh, that will be right here on WKVL. I'm, I'm looking to verify that schedule because I – it's not that it's – I think it's wrong because, again, they they do this stuff, at least for Alcoa, well more than i do but i'm sitting here and i'm like i don't remember uh that being that being the case but here i can click on their name alcoa may be playing tonight people and if you're interested it says that's what it says thursday october 1st seven thirty kick northview academy uh, at Alcoa, so if you need Alcoa football, catch it here tonight. WKVL. Uh, you'll have Heath Dunkel, Marty Millsaps on the call, and you will have uh, you will have a, a a dynamic Alcoa team to listen to because uh, Northview Academy, therefore anybody in Division 3A, is going to have a tough time dealing with with said tornadoes. Uh, their next big opponent is Dobbins Bennett to finish the season October 29th. So this month uh, will quickly get away from their, their opponents and tra- track up wins uh, for the Tornadoes. Uh, so that's what I say. Give me Tornadoes over basically anybody the rest of their schedule and, quite frankly, through the 3A playoffs. Bradley Central Cleveland, I'm really interested in this game as next week uh, Maryville will take on Bradley Central on a Thursday night game. Uh, I'm interested in the Bears and how they deal with Tito Boyd and the Cleveland Blue Raiders. That's a that's a dynamic that if you're a Maryville fan, you watch and see what we have to look forward to uh, next week down in uh, in Bradley Central. So um, that's a that's kind of where we're at. That's a Friday Eve edition shotgun style. We talked Major League Baseball. We talked uh, NBA Finals action. We talked. Uh, We talked a little bit about yawning and how 6 o'clock is a a super early time to to really be coherent and talking, Uh, but then we also talked about the NFL, their their push to get coaches to wear masks on the sideline, and then the Thursday night matchup between the Broncos and the Jets. also talked a little bit about the Titans and their postponement of their game with the Steelers uh, this Sunday due to some positive tests, what the impact to the Titans could have been, and then really... Uh, the fact that that's the the life we live here in 2020. But a little bit of a little bit of housekeeping as we finish up the show. Kind of mentioned it yesterday, broke the news. But again, here in about two and a half weeks, uh, October the 19th. That's a Monday. Uh, this show will uh, cease to occur at 6 a.m. in the morning. Uh, we've had the opportunity to move to afternoons, and we're going to take that opportunity again. Instead of six to seven in the morning, each and every morning, we will go to five to six in the afternoon. Try to catch that afternoon grind, and again, hopefully, unwind uh, on the grind uh, there on in the afternoon. So uh, we're we're excited about the move. We think it's going to open up some opportunities for some remote opportunities. Uh, so uh, keep keep listening because uh, we may be at a restaurant or a, or a business near you uh, giving away some swag, doing some things. But uh, October the 19th, again, uh, 5 to 6 p.m. will be the, the air time. And just like we do now, we re-air a second running of it. And that will be uh, – we'll do it for our third shift folks, uh, do it from 10 to 11 p.m. We'll be in East Tennessee, the only local programming at that hour. So, uh, again – Uh, new time coming but the same kind of format uh, sports radio from a fan's perspective so again october the 19th 5 to 6 p.m will be the new living time for the grind on sports again i'll try to update some things on our website thegrindonsports.com but if 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 you can and you will uh, change times with us and we'll uh, we'll keep grinding each and every day but uh, uh, a little news coming We'll, we'll get some promos out there but breaking news Uh, here on October the 1st get ready the grind's going to evenings Uh, we'll see how it goes but uh, you know what we're at the top of the hour when we hit the top of the hour it goes back to the sports radio network but in your source for sports rocky top sports you get it all but hey if you're on your way to work or on your way home take care be safe and yes grind on